Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Movies First takes a bit of a dark twist here and uh, I'm not sure of the rating on this. I know overseas it's rated R. Is this another R-rated movie, Alex First? L. Hello, Christopher. No, it is M-A-rated here and it is... Well, are you into lust? What a question. What kind of a question is that? Well, the answer has to be yes, because we're human. And while you're human, you are. I'm not so sure you're into brutality, though. I wouldn't have described you as a brutal man. Uh, No, I try not to be. Good to hear that. Well, Isabel Huppert shines in the lead role in Elle, which is 131 minutes in length. And she plays Michelle, seemingly indestructible. She's head of a leading video game company. She brings the same ruthless attitude to her love life as to business. Mm. Being attacked in her home by an unknown assailant changes Michelle's life forever. She replays the event in her mind over and over. But she does not react the way that one might expect. Fear and repulsion are replaced by curiosity. She tracks down the masked man responsible and both are drawn into a curious and thrilling game, one that at any moment may spiral out of control, if it hasn't already. Paul Verhoeven directs a screenplay by David Burke based upon the novel O-O-H dot 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 by Philippe Gian. Now, the idea for the movie came from producer Saeed Ben Saeed, who contacted Verhoeven and sent him Gian's novel, which he clearly found appealing. At one stage, the plan was to shoot Elle in the United States, but Verhoeven says it was tricky artistically as well as financially. This is a quote from him. We realised that no American actress would ever take on such an amoral movie. And in hindsight... The director says he realises now he could never have made the movie in America with the level of quote-unquote authenticity that it has. And he points out that it's a story, not real life, nor a philosophical view of women. This particular woman acts that way, which doesn't mean that all women will or should act that way, but Michelle does. Verhoeven never looks to explain Michelle's behaviour. That's up to us, the audience, to determine if we so choose. For instance, was it Michelle's traumatic experiences as a child that resulted in her behaviour? Verhoeven, well, he's deliberately ambiguous in L, perpetually so. Events just happen without a build-up, and then Michelle and the others move on. He'd previously employed that technique, particularly in Total Recall, which combined dream and reality. And as Verhoeven puts it, at the end of L, you're not sure what to think. It's unclear. I like keeping options open. Do you like movies like that or do you not, Chris? Oh, no, you've got to keep people guessing. You you can't give it all away early. 
Yeah, I agree with that. But what if you're quizzing yourself and quizzing the movie at the very end? Does uh, that frustrate it? Or yeah, no, that... no. I think a movie... Um, uh, this doesn't sound like it's the kind of thing that's being built to set up a sequel, so you don't want to be leaving stuff open at that point. Well, whereas in Gian's novel, Michelle works in movies. In the film, Michelle is in the violent and sexually perverse video games business. And as Huppert sees it, that blend of sex and violence is, quote, like an allegorical echo of the movie's whole story. Now, I've got to say, I found it intriguing, perplexing and deeply disturbing. The darkness was immediately apparent from the brutality of the first scene. Isabel Huppert is mesmerising. She single-handedly makes this movie the quality product that it is. Gradually, we're introduced to elements of the lead character and her past. She's intelligent and combative. She has an impoverished ex-husband who likes younger women. She fights with and disagrees with the choices made by her mother who's attracted to younger men. She's exasperated by her son who's chosen to move in with a girlfriend she doesn't approve of. But she has to fork out the money to enable that to happen. She has a mass murderer for a father who's been in prison for more than 30 years for what he did. So you could rightly say Michelle would be a psychiatrist's dream, but she stands alone, strong and resilient. Now, while clearly not everyone's cup of tea, Elle is a sordid cocktail that has the ability to intoxicate, not the least because it's so much at the edge of what, what, might, what one might term acceptable or appropriate behaviour. There you go, Chris. I hope I've intrigued you, sir. You have left me intrigued and, and with, with many questions. It doesn't seem to have, Alex, a lot of big names attached to this oh. one. Well, Isabel Huppert is huge. She really is in terms of movies that, you know, you may not be familiar with her Australian... So in Australia, but mm. in Europe, she's a, she is a big name. No, no question about that. In fact, I'm Googling her while I'm speaking to you now just to give you an idea of the, the, the wealth of talent that she has. She, look, she's been around for a long time. I've seen her in quite a few movies, obviously foreign language pictures. But, you know, this is the problem, that unless you go and see foreign language movies, you, you, you know, you'll, you'll forget how good somebody can be. Yeah, so, fair enough, yeah. So just to give you some idea, she was born in, in 53, right? She looks absolutely phenomenal. She was in a great movie called Amour. A-M-O-U-R. Do you remember that movie? No, I didn't see it. Okay. Well, that was that was a sensational movie. And I remember, I mean, I remember seeing it being totally captivated by it. I mean, it, it won an Oscar, right? I mean, you know, it, it, in fact, it's a, if you haven't seen it, you should see it. I mean, it, it really is a phenomenal movie because it won the best foreign language film of the year. It was, mm-hmm. it was one of my movies of the year. Uh, which it came out a few years ago, uh, and the writer was Michael Haneke, and he directed it as well. And uh, so she was in that one. That came out in 2012. Okay, so giving you an idea, as an actress, she's made 131 movies. Okay, that's a decent resume. Right, I was going to say, so thank you. So, you know, she's extremely well-known, born in Paris, you know, so she's... If you you look at her French work, you'll you'll find a lot of it. So there you go. That's Isabel Huppert. This is a, a most worthwhile movie for those people who've got eclectic tastes or don't mind 
being challenged. That this is L rated MA in Australia. Okay, give us a score for L. Seven and a half to eight out of ten. And I'm going to ask you one other question. Please. I, I, I just get the feeling this is one of those French movies, one of these European movies mm-hmm. that we're going to get seen, picked up and, and tweaked and turned into a big American thing, starring a lot of big names. Do you well, get that feeling? Look, they were, as I said to you, they actually considered making it in the United States, but uh, it's tricky. I mean, it, it in terms of whether anybody would literally expose themselves, because this is not an immediately likable character, right? And and because of the the brutality and because of the lustful nature of it, yeah, I, I'm worried that they wouldn't make it with the same sensibilities as the Europeans. Yeah, and there would be the problem. Yeah, it, it would be. I mean, I, I suppose Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, there's a good example of a European film that really did translate very well. Both versions were excellent. But often when you've got a foreign language film and you translate it, it does lose something in translation. Okay, fair enough. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.